Hi everyone, and welcome to the 79th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey guys, you guys miss me? It's a broadcast. Another broadcast. Yeah, so we were trying real hard to get uh, Sabby on the show, but um, lots of... Basically, she had a series of unfortunate events uh, after her trip to Disney World. Uh, she was a poor, poor girl. She was stuck in the uh new jersey airport to like 6 a.m or something wow that's something ridiculous that's like that yeah she was there and she was there at like midnight so she was there through all the hours you don't want to be awake through she was at an airport in new jersey of all places so that's no good no, so no poor fun. sabby poor sabby she's home she's fine tired but she's fine so and it sounds like she had a good time yeah, it's this time it's her turn to get a rest now exactly Everybody needs a rest. We're all resting up for E3, pretty much. Uh, I'm probably gonna be dead tired on like on the first day, so it's oh, the way yeah. it is when you go to E3. You have you have to be physically, mentally, and also at the same time emotionally prepared for it. Yeah, and the sad thing is, you're never prepared. It, no, no, you can no, prepare no. all you want, but you're never prepared. Like like you you can have all the open ended theories, you can have all the guesses you want, but sometimes your guesses It'll are far off, and and sometimes that is okay. Yeah, so yeah, sometimes that's the best thing ever. So, anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, kingdomheartsunion.com, youtube.com/khunionvids and uh you can find it on the Kingdom Hearts Ultimania Twitter at khultimania. All right, and we'll be talking more about that in our new segment. So we have a three-segment show today. Uh, first segment is the new segment. Second, uh, as you guys might guess, is our E3 speculation segment. You know, it's, it's a tradition the, every year. Podcast before E3, we always speculate about E3. It's the big one. It's the one that you guys have been waiting for. Exactly. You know, it's... It's the biggest, you know, it's the Super Bowl of video games, so we have to speculate about it. And finally, as always, we have our question segment. So in the way of announcements, uh, as a reminder, as always, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Uh, I just want to take a quick moment and give our Patreon shoutouts to uh, some of our newer Patreon supporters. So first one goes to Shinji Tanaka. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. And also Chris Volant. So thank, thank you, guys you guys so much this is, for supporting us. This is great, you know, if, to read off your guys' names in support of our show. You know, it's been going on for a long time and we just want to thank you guys for listening. Absolutely. So yeah, if you guys, if you guys love the show, uh, if you love Kingdom Hearts Union, if you love Final Fantasy Union and you want to see the shows grow, if you want to see us do more things, uh, we want to definitely, uh, definitely want to do that. And with your Patreon support, we can, uh, keep adding things to the show and improving, you know, the stuff that we put out there. So, uh, if you guys really like what we do, just go to patreon.com slash ffkhunion and support us. Woo! And as a reminder, be a part of the show. Uh, if you guys want your questions answered on Kingdom Hearts Union, just send your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. So let's go on to our first segment. So in the way of news. We have news? We have we have news. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Yes. There's actually some pretty 
I mean, I don't know if it's surprising news, but it's news that we've been waiting for for a long time. There was even, you know, a very popular hashtag campaign about it. Well, guys, your Twitter campaign has been answered. Yay. Kingdom Hearts Key is coming to the West. Key to the West. About time. It's happening. It's about time. So it is coming in the form of Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, which is a mobile version of Kingdom Hearts Key. Which is not surprising, because uh, not surprising, not surprising at, all. at all. We've been like speculating that that would be the way that it would happen for like forever. Yeah, like, it's, it's. I mean, it seemed the most obvious. I mean, like, because you know how PC games, you know, browser games especially, is kind of are big in Japan. They're, Same with mobile. Yeah, very big in Japan. But like. With Facebook games and stuff like that, PC browsing, you know, was big for a time and then it kind of died out. And now, um, I think mobile gaming took over. So now, guess what we get to have? A mobile game. A very own Kingdom Hearts mobile game. Yes, our, our very own Kingdom Hearts mobile game. Yeah, it's very interesting to see how, you know, the, you know, the differences in markets, uh, you know, comparing Japan to the West. I mean, right now, Japan is having like a mobile revolution. Like all, oh, all their I, biggest I believe games it. Are. I've been reading that, um, console sales and gaming sales and are really down in Japan. Yeah, yeah. And it's mostly, I don't know, there's like so many different socio-economical things in Japan that attribute to it. Like a lot of it we started seeing in like 2005. Like I, I, you probably remember this, Cheryl, like around Tokyo Game Show 2005 was when you could start seeing how there was a lot less console games at TGS, but then there was a lot more cell phone games being Oh, I advertised believe it. When I, was, when I, when I went to my first E3 and the second E3, 2011, mm-hmm. 2012, yep. you can see like the mass like mobile game booths. Like I remember walking to mm-hmm. one booth and it, all it had was nothing but mobile games in it. And yeah. And then it's not going to be surprising when I go to E3 this year and I'm going to see more and more mobile games exactly. in each of the, and... in, in the big, uh, developer and publisher booths you know it's gonna be weird (laughs) yeah it's definitely definitely pretty weird at least in the case of japan from what i understand looking into it you know a cursory amount of information it seems that the trend in japanese households is that a lot more people spend more time outside of the home so they don't have as much time at home which is why console gaming isn't as popular. Uh, that's why consoles like the 3DS and Vita are very popular in Japan, whereas the PlayStation 4 and, to a vastly lesser extent, the Xbox One are doing uh, not not as great. PS4 is doing okay, but uh, Xbox One, I think they sold last month like 50,000 units. Like it's wow, pretty, yeah, it's low. It's <laughs> I mean, low. compared to over here where it's like, still trying to like it's almost neck and neck with ps4 sales i mean it's just a different i think they're at uh i think xbox one's like nine almost 10 million units and then ps3 is like 13 million i mean it sounds like you know four million is like a pretty big gap but like at this point in the race it's not like it's that's pretty much neck and neck yeah i mean it's it's i don't know it's so weird how like different areas of the world are all different you know i wonder how it is in europe yeah europe europe is definitely a lot more like us but uh yeah at least in japan it just seems like everything about society there is catered towards um 
your life outside of the home. I don't know. Like, you know, a lot of people work long hours. Um, there's like, there's so many different political things that get into it. You can look it up, but basically the, uh, you know, what it ends up being is not a lot of people have time at home. Uh, you know, the homes might be smaller. Maybe people don't have as many, you know, TVs in the, in the home. So maybe, you know, they don't have as much time on the TV to play a video game instead of watching, you know, whatever the popular show is over there. So there's a lot of different factors that, you know, sadly add up to console gaming not being as popular. But either way, uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key coming to iOS and Android this year, um, at least in Japan. We're not sure uh, when specifically we're getting I, here. Yeah, I mean, West. like I said, uh, for Japan... But it, it is coming. Yeah, it is coming, but um, you could... I mean, I've seen a lot of people get um, kind of, like, skeptical about you know, uh, overseas release, but people have to realize the news came from Famitsu, the Japanese magazine. Yeah, it, so, it came from Famitsu, which had a Tetsuya Nomura interview. If you don't trust Nomura, I don't know who you're going to trust. I know, trust. seriously. But, like, <laughs> but that magazine's only dedicated to Japanese gaming. So, you know, like yeah, I said, yeah. E3 is right around the corner. So maybe during their press conference, they're going to officially announce it coming over here. Because that's what they did yeah, last so, year with uh, Final Fantasy VII G-Bike and Final Fantasy Gita, which still has exactly. not been released here yet for some reason. Yeah, yeah. At least with Agito, Agito's having some uh, some issues. So we'll 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 see what happens. But uh, anyways, so a little bit more specifics. Uh, so Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key. It's basically uh, Kingdom Hearts Key, but for mobile. Uh, they've adjusted some things slightly. Uh, basically, uh, instead of it being a card-based battle system, uh, they've adjusted it so it's based around medals, which, from what I can tell, look very similar to the cards, but instead of being, you know, like a uh, square or rectangular card, it's a circular metal. You can see it in yeah, some of the you just, like, insert the medals into the slots, and then each, each, yeah. each thing has its own specific attack lined up for it, and it's executed by either, you know, swiping, tapping, holding... So it's kind of like that format. Just it pretty much just fits the way it's supposed to be designed on a mobile phone, rather than just trying to flip through cards like you would in like Chain of Memories. Yeah. So uh, basically, this came as a result of Western focus tests of them trying out a demo version of the uh, of the web browser version. Uh, and basically, from what from what Nomura said, uh, the people in the West they liked it and they they reviewed the game well. But when they described the game, they described it as a card game, and they didn't like that that was the first impression of it. They don't want it to sound like it's a card game because it's not really a card game, uh, you know. And, and, and it's to remember how people remember Chain it, of Memories, and it's true that just just like you said, you know, one of the things that people compare it to is Chain of Memories, and not mm-hmm. and so for some people, Chain of Memories was their first Kingdom Hearts game, and yeah, not a people like a lot it. of people. A lot of people think of it as a card game, but people who know what card games are like will know that Chain of Memories definitely doesn't fit that mold, really. You have your attacks, you know, in a deck format, but it really plays more like an action game uh, than a card game. So I think that's what they're trying to avoid uh, when they bring it over to the West uh, on mobile. And only that um, they want the battles to be quick. So rather than trying to shuffle through a deck, you just, you know... When the metal pops up, you know, you do the appropriate action and then, you know, mm-hmm. it should be that and the battle should be over. You know, the main difference between the Kingdom Hearts Key and Anjin Key is that Kingdom Hearts Key was mainly for exploration. 
you know, going on a quest, you know, and finishing that quest, whereas Unchained Key focuses on a quick battle type of system. I'm really excited about that, honestly, because when I was uh, reviewing uh, Kingdom Hearts Key for uh, for our uh, segment uh, that was suggested by one of our Patreon supporters uh, for covering Kingdom Hearts Key, uh, from what I found... It was very exploration and grind heavy, uh, and the battle system wasn't as, didn't seem as action-y, uh, as, as I wanted, so I wasn't even sure if I wanted to try it, but as far as what I'm hearing from what Unchained Key is like and how they're tweaking the battle system to be more, uh, more action-oriented, more, uh, you know, it's more pick-up-and-play, uh, kind of a mentality, I think, I think I want to give this one a try to see, uh, see how I like it, and... I can definitely say from a story perspective, I'm liking the story so far. I, I wish there was more of it. That's that's my only thing. But what there is, it's uh, it's pretty good so far. So yeah, that pretty much covers our uh, news on Unchained Key. Uh, I'm I'm hoping we'll hear more about it very soon. Um, and yeah, so the next bit of news um, is more uh, community oriented. It's kind of sad, uh, especially from where I've come from in my Kingdom Hearts fan career you could sort of say and i know for churro it's definitely uh definitely a big impact as well uh kingdom hearts ultimania uh who you guys may know on the podcast as kh2.co.uk the podcast we've been or the website we've been collaborating all this time uh with the podcast uh is now officially going into silent mode after 11 years of being uh you know a, a major source for kingdom hearts news uh, reviews and community conversations and i can say personally i got my start on kingdom hearts ultimania uh i started uh i remember i started e3 of 2005 i remember i was on msn messenger i was bothering pete who is the webmaster and i was like i was basically sending him news that i was finding and he was like hey you know, it's late over here in the UK. Do you want to post news? I'm like, yeah. And then that sort of started me on my way with them. And Churro, you know, what's it, what's it like? Cause you've been, you've been working there a lot longer than me and a lot more recently. You still, um, have been maintaining it. Uh, what's it like to, you know, have this, you know, major, uh, Kingdom Hearts fan site finally go silent? It's, it's kind of heartbreaking because like, you know, I, cause I've been working for them for a little over seven years yeah. and, and, um, you know, just, it's been like a daily routine, like a part of my life. And to have that suddenly, you know, stop, it's really heartbreaking. You know, it's, you know, I, I did, I mean, when Pete emailed me like a couple of weeks ago telling me what the plan is, you know, I I was, you know, I was shocked to an extent because I knew it was going to be coming one day, mm-hmm. just that I didn't realize it would be this soon. Yeah. Like, I had always thought it would be, like, until after Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced, I mean, uh, released, and then, you know, then we could say goodbye to everything because it closes out the saga. And But since Pete's really busy all the time and I've been bugging him for upgrading the site, but at this point, you know, the site's just well way beyond... um you know, to do simple upgrades, you know, we'd have to redesign the entire thing. And, um, but truth be told, I did cry. You know, I did, uh, I, I did shed some tears about, you know, it going to silent mode, you know, being working on so long. And, um, what very few people know is that, um, I've known Pete for a very long time. Um, uh, Pete was actually a forum member on my site back in 2002, 
2003, and he's always told me that my site was the source of his inspiration to create Kid March Ultimania. Mm. So, I mean, it kind of, just having that in the back of my mind just made it more kind of devastating. It's kind of like, you know, we've known each other this long, you know, we've seen this site come up and, you know, now it's everybody that was with it grew up and grew out, you know, it's kind of unfortunate to see it have to end. You know, it's kind of like your favorite TV show. When you see it start, you know, and then unfortunately when it ends, you know, you have that overbearing sadness that comes overcomes and just takes takes over, you know, you just feel sad because it's kind of like, what now? Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, I remember, you know, growing up with, uh, with Kingdom Hearts Ultimania, it was, you know, it was such a big part of my middle school and early childhood life. Uh, I remember when it first went live and I found out about it on AnsomReport.net and I was like, wow, this is such a cool site. Like, I remember they were like, my favorite thing about them was they were so fast with the news. Like, they were getting it straight from Japan. I thought that was so cool. Uh, which I mean, for me, the best memory was when they got a, a hold of the English Ugh. version of Chain of Memories before yeah. the Japanese version came out. That and they, I just, to this day, I, uh, Pete has never told me how they got it, but it kind of, like, when they pushed the screenshots of it. And the uh, opening it, movie. And the opening movie, it got a big old, he, Pete was like so ecstatic when Square Enix sent him a cease and desist oh, letter. Like he best. literally took, he literally scanned it and posted up with pride, you know, just like, Hey, senpai noticed me. Yeah. Man, I remember <laughs> so, that. Know, that's, I remember that, like that, the morning that went live and I was like on, I was like, um, like kind of late for school but i was like rushing to get my computer to turn on and download the uh the opening movie on my terrible dial-up so i could watch it like for two seconds before i had to go to school like that was that was nuts because yeah, it's like here it is you know the first sequel to kingdom hearts you know right here yeah in english and we have and we're seeing it before the japanese version's even out in english that yeah, was nuts it's it was it was crazy i i this type of things like that you know, it just makes, you know, it's, oh man, I'm getting like nostalgia. Yeah. Just talking about Definitely. it. Definitely. So yeah, we're, we're really sad to see it go. It's, you know, such an amazing legacy. I mean, how many fan sites out there for, you know, for any fan community can say they've been around for 11 years. Like that's, it's, that's nuts. I mean, it's the second oldest to, uh, Kingdom Hearts Insider. Yeah, exactly. Cause Kingdom Hearts Insider was formerly Kingdom Hearts 2.net, yeah. which came out in 2003. And um, so it's kind of sad to see the second oldest Kingdom Hearts fan site um, just stop posting updates. And um, but the good news is you are you're still in charge of their social media. So uh, you know the Kingdom Hearts Ultimania Facebook and at Kingdom Hearts Ultimania on Twitter will still be going, which is why yeah the the Facebook is uh, Kingdom it's uh, Facebook dot com slash Kingdom Hearts three. Okay, okay, so the the facebook is still live the twitter is still live uh if you guys want to follow at kh ultimania that would be super awesome churro's still going to be posting there uh it's just the website is going to go uh go into standby mode they're just not going to be posting anything new onto the website itself um but yeah uh churro will still be posting uh links to the podcast through the through the twitter so that should be that should be good. So yeah, and I just before we uh, end this this topic, yeah. I just want to thank Pete oh, for definitely. everything that he's done for the site, for allowing me to not only be the source of inspiration but also work 
for him. He's an amazing guy. You know, he's he knows what he's doing, and and I just wish him the best in his future endeavors for his own um, um, digital market marketing agency that he runs. So I wish him good luck on yeah, that. Yeah, definitely the same. Like, thanks, Pete. Like you definitely. Uh, you know, you gave me my start when I didn't have anything to my name, and thanks to you, I got to do all kinds of crazy things like. Uh, you know, interview Yoko Shimomura. Uh, I remember covering, uh, all the Kingdom Hearts news stuff through, uh, to the release of Kingdom Hearts 2. And that was, you know, a major, major amount of fun. You know, I remember just, you know, watching the hits come in every single day and it was like so awesome. So yeah, thank you and, uh, good luck on all your endeavors. So anyways, I think that brings us into our second segment, the E3 speculation segment. Dun, 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 dun. So this is when things get spicy. Uh, so as everybody knows, E3 is right around the corner. It is going to be next month. So in light of that, we are going to talk about some interesting E3-related topics, topics related to Kingdom Hearts, of course. So first topic, what are the chances of Kingdom Hearts 3 being at E3. I think everybody wants to know that, so I figured let's talk about that first, get that out of the way. So what do you think, Shiro? What's what's the likelihood of Kingdom Hearts 3 being shown there, and what do you think, if anything, might be shown there related to Kingdom Hearts 3? I, I would I would have to say at least 70 to 75%. Why? Because it's been... You know, a year since we've up uh, the public, I should say, has seen anything Kingdom Hearts three related. Because mm-hmm. I know that uh, so uh, special fans and selected fans from the two point five lodge events in London and and uh, California got to see mainly just um raw footage, you know, like early tech stuff. You know, which doesn't really con- doesn't mean much. But um, it's been a year since last year's E three that we saw the little teaser. So I think it's time for um Square Enix to show us something chemistry related and as far as um footage I think that they're probably saving the best footage for the fan event in November so my I think that we're probably getting either gonna get a small short trailer or another teaser to tide us through yeah we'll have to we'll have to see I mean yeah it's been it's been a long time like uh you know Kingdom Hearts 3 was first announced two years ago at uh E3 2013 and the last yeah the last thing the public saw of Kingdom Hearts 3 was that little teaser uh last E3 so we'll we'll have to see I would say yeah I agree uh, they're going to show something something rela- something related to Kingdom Hearts 3 will be there um I would say my most conservative guess would be something similar to what we saw last E3 which would be one of those uh sketch uh, you know, animatic things where with uh, like a like a dialogue, yeah, with just a little bit characters. of dialogue. Like that would be my most conservative thing. My most ridiculous thing I could guess for would be they have a straight on, uh, you know, cinematic trailer where it covers a lot of uh story stuff and a little bit of gameplay, and then at November they'll show like more gameplay stuff, a more gameplay oriented thing, kind of like what they did. Uh in e3 2013 you know where they had uh it's not really a cinematic trailer but it was more cinematic than what we saw at d23 so yeah for me that's my most crazy uh, guess the my crazy guess would be something like uh you remember tokyo game show 2003 
Yeah, like a like an actual in-game footage yeah. of you know, like 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 just like more than just what was it like thirty seconds of footage? Yeah, something like pre 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 beta stuff like that, kind of like that. Like that's my most outrageous thing we'll see. An actual like more in-depth look of Cable Town that was showing during the launch event. Yeah, maybe rather than just concept art, and then you know maybe more showing what the town looks like from you know actual in-game footage yeah one thing that i will say is i think no matter what they show next uh once they finally do get to showing like an actual trailer of it i think it will be better than what we saw at tgs 2003 because that trailer didn't really have any gameplay in it i think whatever we're going to see next is going to have like some you know some actual battles in it because from what it sounds like from very early on, they've been working on the battle system. So, I, if anything, I think that's the thing that's furthest along, furthest further along than uh, cutscenes. I think so. I think I think we're gonna see whatever we see next. That's like actual footage. We're definitely gonna I, see battles. I think in the it. big question is: is would we do? You, would you rather see like battle system, or would you rather see like like actual like in like cutscenes and uh, worlds and stuff like that? <sighs> If if you asked my 15-year-old self, I would have been like, screw the gameplay. Just show me cutscenes. I want to be spoiled. I want to know the ending. Show me the ending. But if you ask me now, honestly, I'm more interested in the gameplay side of things. And it's mostly because I don't want to be spoiled. Like, traditionally, especially now, especially, you know, Square Enix's more recent games, uh, they're they're notorious for spoiling games in their trailers oh yeah i mean it it's kind of sucks for people like me who have to report on this so we like we have kind of like i mean we do have the option still but yeah i think most of us just lean towards you have to watch it oh uh, let's just get spoiled yeah you, you know have let, to watch let's it. just do this the only thing that thankfully i do avoid is uh japanese imports i've decided not to import any games from japan anymore so if for whatever reason the japanese version of kingdom hearts 3 comes out early Forget it. I'm going into uh, la 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 mode. I am plugging my that's, ears and closing my eyes. That's pretty bold of yeah. you. I mean, especially for someone like you, yeah. who's been I've been in this. I've thing imported for so long. a lot, and but for the past, well, the last game was out of necessity. I didn't want to buy a Japanese 3DS to play Kingdom Hearts 3D in Japanese, but I could if I really wanted to. I could import Kingdom Hearts 3 in Japanese because uh, PS4 is uh, region free. But I am deciding now. I am not going to import it. I am going to go in fresh in the English version and try to avoid anything and everything regarding uh, anything Japanese. Now, I'm hoping, hoping that for whatever reason, they're able to actually produce the English version at the same time as the Japanese version and they have a simultaneous release. It seems like that's what their direction is for Final Fantasy XV, so... It's not impossible. They're setting a precedent, at least in Tokyo. Maybe Osaka can copy that. That's what I'm hoping. But if for whatever reason they don't release together, I'm not playing it until I get the English version. That's my... Well, you know me. Yeah. I'll be straight on importing. importing I'll probably it. be buying the special edition PS4 Kingdom Hearts 3 from Japan, spending five, five, six hundred $600 on that. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, as, as far... I guess we can both say we're fairly confident kingdom hearts 3 will be represented in some way and you know hopefully our more crazy ideas are what happen you know we get some sort of trailer but i think at the very least we're gonna get some sort of teaser out of this because 
either way, they're, they've promised that they're going to show more in November. So no worries. We know for sure when we're going to see Kingdom Hearts 3 again. We just don't know if we're going to see anything else earlier because they might do that as well. Uh, but yeah, so the next E3 speculation topic I wanted to talk about, what are the chances of anything Kingdom Hearts related being at E3? So things other than Kingdom Hearts 3. I think we can both agree Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key is going to be there in some respect. Yeah, you know, they're already showing it off in Femme It has to be. I mean, like I said, uh, Unchained Key is pretty much the Kingdom Hearts game of 2015, yeah. so they have to. Yeah, so they're. I'm positive they're going to show that. Uh, do you have any any ideas of anything else that might be shown there? Maybe Kingdom Hearts 3D related? You think anything like that's going to be shown? It, it's it's possibility too. I mean, they could be working on anything. They could even be working on um, 1.5, 2.5 PS4 edition. Yeah, that's another possibility. The only thing I bring, the only reason I want to bring up Kingdom Hearts 3D specifically is because they did show Kingdom Hearts 3D footage last E3. Uh, they sort of snuck it in at the end of the 2.5 trailer, and they also showed kingdom hearts 3d footage at the end of the 2.5 uh you know in in the ending credits of 2.5 so you know if we're going on what they did with 1.5 if they show it in the end credits maybe that means they're working on something for it and maybe they could fit kingdom hearts 3d in it and the ps4 uh collection that would definitely sweeten the deal i i gotta say so maybe that's how they're gonna do it i would say I mean, Nomura said it himself that he really wants to bring it over, but he doesn't feel like it would be enough if it was just Kingdom Hearts 3D. So that could be, you know, a hint of uh, what they might be working not on. Only, not only that, Nomura is all about, you know, not just releasing one thing. Yeah. You know, because like, remember when Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix was being released yeah. in Japan, he, he said he had a trump card and his trump card was Reaching Reaching Memories. Memories. Yeah. So, yeah, that could possibly be it. I'm just wondering if that's the case. Who's working on Kingdom Hearts 3? <laughs> like, those poor Osaka, that poor Osaka team, they they do have a lot to to work on if that's the case. Um, but if for whatever reason uh, KH3D does come out this year, that'll, uh, that'll definitely put to rest uh, anything they'll have to work on, you know, outside of Kingdom Hearts 3D. I mean, it could be possible that maybe 2015 the game is uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, and then 2016 is the PS4 re-release of all the titles, including Kingdom Hearts 3D HD. Maybe that's what I, they I do. Think that's, I think that that's a big possibility, because I think they're trying to take an extra year to try to put as much as they can into that type of collection. Yeah, I think, I think that's pretty reasonable if that's the case, uh, you know. Maybe they're doing it with a smaller staff, so that'll give them more time to do it and, you know, keep most of the yeah, staff on three. After, after looking at the Final Fantasy X PS4 version, it definitely looks so much better than the PS3. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did add a lot to it. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, so that, that pretty much wraps up what we can sort of expect uh, from Kingdom Hearts at E3, but I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about other things that we're excited for at E3. Churro, what are you most excited to see at E3 from anyone? Could be Square Enix, could not be Square Enix, could be anything. What are you most excited to see at E3? I'm hopefully 
I'm hoping for a Fallout 4 announcement. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the biggest seem, thing. Definitely seeming likely. The every especially with like as soon as Bethesda announced uh, uh, their own press conference, yeah, that's a big my thing. first mind. I I if I could have do a backflip, I could <laughs> could have done a backflip to show my happiness. Now I will say one thing, just to temper your excitement just a little bit. They do have to show off Doom, so or Doom Four. Yeah, I don't. But I don't mind Doom. Doom was one of my first SPSs, so but yeah i don't i don't think they're gonna have a whole big press conference just for doom i think they have another thing up their sleeve and uh well i mean square nx was square nx was planned to be an hour and a half so hopefully uh Bethesda gets at least an hour in yeah so so that's yeah that's real big so fallout 4 for you for me personally honestly like I was really excited to see more Final Fantasy 15, but now that we know that they're not really going to be showing too much there, I'm not as excited for that. So I was sort of looking at some of the other stuff. I mean, Star Wars Battlefront looks kind of cool, I guess. I'm not really big into the Battlefield style of gameplay, but that looks kind of cool, I guess. Uh, I'm hoping Persona 5 will be there. Um, of course, I'd like to bring that up. <laughs> Hopefully, Persona 5's there if they're still trying to release it this year, but who knows? Uh, I honestly don't care about Uncharted. Like, yeah, it's not coming out. It's not this coming year. out this year, Anyways. so it's not really as much on my radi- radar anymore because it's not coming out this year. Uh, Zelda U's not going to be there. Like, Nintendo's dropping the ball. They're not having Zelda U. Uh, all they've got this year is Star Fox. I guess that's kind of cool to see, but I don't know. They haven't really shown anything. Yeah, they haven't so shown much. anything. They've only, like, teased it. They, sh- they showed one tiny tech demo last year with Miyamoto, and it didn't look like anything special. It was really early on, but... Yeah, the fact that uh, Zelda's not going to be out this year kind of deflates a lot of my excitement for Nintendo, unless they show a new Mario. Like, a real Mario... Like a 3D Mario in the style of Galaxy and 64 and Sunshine. That's the kind of Mario I want to see more of. But I don't know if they'll mm. show anything like that this year. But who knows? Speaking of Uncharted, you know, they since there's no Uncharted 4, you know, they could possibly do something like Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 PS4 remaster. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a possibility. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Though, it, based off of what I heard from... Uh, Naughty Dog's experience porting The Last of Us apparently it was a lot harder than they initially anticipated. So I'm hoping that if that is the case, that they're you know they're getting another studio to do it. Because man, I can't imagine of doing course. both Uncharted Four and a well, you know. Then they say that games. there wasn't an Uncharted Four like all hands on deck. Like yeah, almost everybody's working on yeah. it from the entire studio. Yeah, so that's that sounds tough. And if we you know, if we can look at, you know, other companies that have ported like a ton of games in one collection and tried to get them all to work, you know, if you look at like the Halo Master Chief collection, how that went out. Yeah, yeah. that went terrible. Porting many, many games is really hard. Now with Master Chief collection, they had another really tough thing, which was the multiplayer. And that was the thing that was the most difficult thing. I think if it was just single player, it wouldn't have been as bad. But if you think about Uncharted, Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3 have multiplayer. So, I mean, if they want to support that, that's not going to be easy. So, yeah, they're uh, and they're probably going to get rid of the multiplayer cuz I mean, going back to like a game like Assassin's Creed Unity, the multiplayer in that aspect kind of killed it. Yeah. And then that's why they're removing it for Assassin's Creed Syndicate, so it's going to be fully 
single player that's good experience. So yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much it. The only other things I could think of would be like Mass Effect Four, whatever, uh, whatever the original Mass Effect team is working on, and Mirror's Edge. Like those are the only games I can think of. Other than that, honestly. I don't think there's too much that we know about that's coming, so I'm hoping that there's going to be a lot of new game announcements. That's my, that if I have anything, that's the thing I'm most excited for. Things I don't know about, hopefully, and this is kind of you know maybe a little surprising. I want new IPs. Like anytime you ask people, like if you could have one ideal game made ever, they are they're always going to tell you a sequel because they fans can only think in terms of sequels. But what I want. Is I want some new IPs. Show me something I've never seen before. For me, for me, it was like Watch Dogs with a big IP, the new IP that I wanted, and then it was a major letdown. So it's kind of a hit or I mean, you have that concern too because yeah. it's either hit or miss. Yeah, that is always the case. But honestly, I just show me something new. Show me something I've never seen before. Because honestly, this generation so far has been the pretty sequel generation. And that's pretty much it. And ports. ports. Sequel and ports. Sequels and ports. We have yet to have, like, a really, really big, you know, next-gen exclusive game that only came out. Unless you want to count, like, like Bloodborne. Well, yeah, there's Bloodborne. So there's at least one if you're into that sort of thing, and I know a lot of people are. There's also kind of, sort of, Destiny, even though that was a cross-gen game. But that's only if you're, again, into that sort of thing. Destiny... I would say Destiny's more hit or miss for a lot of people. I think if you're into like the social aspect of it and you're talking with your friends, Destiny's a lot of fun. If you're playing it by yourself, you're gonna hate it. So <laughs> it's kind of like I said, it's like an MMO without being an MMO. Yeah, exactly. So some sort of their own way. So yeah, I think uh, I think E3 this year could definitely be very exciting. Uh, I'm I'm just hoping that there's gonna be stuff to surprise me because honestly. Uh, apart from the stuff you mentioned, like, you know, Fallout 4, apart from that, I can't think of anything that I know of that I want to see more of. So I can only assume maybe there's going to be something we don't know about that's going to surprise us. So that's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our E3 speculation segment. Now we are going to move on to the question segment. And as a reminder, as always, if you guys want to be featured in the question segment, please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. So this question comes from Bloom4815. And Bloom says and asks... Hey guys, longtime fan here, and someone who really loves the idea of a what if segment. Thank you so much. Uh, I was wondering if you could answer what you think might happened, uh, might have happened if Sora had chosen to keep his memories of Namine instead of Kyrie at the end of Chain of Memories. So I guess he's saying, uh, what if Sora decided to keep the fake memories that he got? in Castle Oblivion, as opposed to remembering Kyrie and all his other real memories. It, it would have been like starting over in your life, because it's like you you lose out on all the memories you had before, but then it comes like a break into that whole thing. It's now, he's like, now he just has memories of Castle Oblivion and Nominee. And don't, and I think, and uh, don't forget that uh, in Kingdom Hearts 2, the whole deal was that those memories not only did Sora forget everyone but everyone forgot Sora so literally everything would start over this would literally be hitting the reboot button on the Kingdom Hearts series pretty much yeah and then Sora would be like walking around like 
going like meeting up with everybody like can you imagine kingdom Hearts 2 starting out and then Sora visits these disney worlds and everybody's all like who are you like what are you doing here yeah. and, and Sora's all like or Sora's the same way he's all like it's like it's literally just like i mean they could have done that and that would have been you know that would have been the way that if Namor really wanted to if if for whatever reason he decided he hated kingdom hearts 1 and he wanted to start like completely over that would have been the way to do it is just completely erase kingdom hearts 1 that way it would be really it's sad almost, it almost kind of went that way too in some retrospect especially with the with the whole ansem and Xehanort. it kind of, of did anyway sadly <laughs> yeah yeah so it's kind of like he partially just took that idea and be like okay let's just run with it since it's already yeah there. and there was that whole line from deep dive that uh remained in kingdom hearts 2 maybe her journey meant nothing at all <laughs> and then then you have that line with uh lee with when you meet up with leon the, again and uh hollow bastion where you kind of make that comment where like oh did you forget about me or something so you know it's kind of like like you like we just said earlier it's like kind of restarting you know the whole thing because now you have just have a smaller bit of memories that just occurred versus a whole bunch of memories that you created from, from when you were born till, till that point in time, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like being a kind of like having a like, you know, like this whole thing is about memory. So amnesia, it's kind of like having amnesia. Yeah. He would much. have amnesia, but he, he would have, he would have a childhood because from what I remember, his fake memories did include his childhood, but instead okay. of Kyrie being in them, Namine was one of his friends. I don't know if Riku was involved in any of his ch- in those fake memories. I- I'm guessing he might have been, but well, they, 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 there was a cutscene when it shows them like when Namine was telling yeah. Sora that him and him and Riku were sword fighting. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, Namine would be the other there. girl. So basically, it would have been. It would have pretty much been restarting Kingdom Hearts, but you swap out Kyrie for Namine, and that's it. But the re- the real weird part is what happens when Sora at some point decides to go home and finds that Namine's not there, and this weird redhead girl's there that doesn't know her, and nobody knows him. Because it's kind of weird, because he might remember Selfie and Waka and, and Titus from his fake memories because they did exist in his fake memories but the real uh, Titus Walker and and all of them wouldn't remember them you know it'll be be like a total mind jack for Sora because it's like because you know eventually you know later on in the series how Sora started to remember Namine Mm -hmm. you know in Kingdom Hearts 3D especially and it's like can you imagine if the journey continued to the point in Kingdom Hearts 3D where he suddenly remembers remembers everything everything. oh no that'd be weird (laughs) <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that uh, of that bleach arc with uh, with the execution. How one of the characters was able to insert himself in people's mm-hmm. memories, but once they totally find out that he wasn't a part of the memories, it kind of breaks them down mentally because you're manipulating a memory of something that never existed. Mm-hmm. So, in the case of Sora, just having remembering something that didn't exist and going back to the place and time, it probably would have broken him because then he would have so many holes in his head kind of like what happened with cloud and with whenever he thought he was zach yeah and he would totally have mental breakdowns because of it so yeah i mean uh bloom that would have been an interesting idea i think uh namora definitely could have used that if you really wanted to make uh you know kingdom hearts 2 a complete restart i think that would have been a you know an interesting way of doing it i'm glad that he didn't <laughs> but i think in some ways i think, he I think still we did. all are <laughs> 
but uh yeah that's definitely definitely an interesting idea what what if he did change i i, I can't imagine you know it be i can't imagine how much the story would change but man i'm sure it would be a lot so yeah that pretty much wraps up our question segment for the music for this episode we have an awesome uh metal remix of dance to the death from kingdom hearts 2 by sean 2.0 uh and that is Sean, uh, S-H-A-W-N, the number two, point spelled out, P-O-I-N-T, and then the number zero, if you want to check him out on YouTube. He's really talented. Uh, so yeah, Dance to the Death is uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, final battle themes that plays when you fight all the mecha Zehanort things in the world that never was. It's, it's the really cool one with the crazy piano. So hopefully you remember that way. So anyways, our next episode is scheduled for the 22nd of June. And if you guys are looking at your calendars and looking where you have E3 written in there, you'll realize that is just after E3. So uh, obviously that show is going to be discussing uh, whatever we find out. Giant recap episode. Yeah, whatever we find out at E3. Whereas this episode was E3 speculation, next episode will be E3 discussion. So can't wait till then. Churro, you'll be going to E3, so that'll be exciting. So you'll be able to do some hands-on reporting. I think now would be... Well, as always. Yeah, as always. I think now would be a good time uh, that we plug... Do some plug-in, because we need to plug Twitter so everybody knows where to look for Kingdom Hearts and general e3 news so churro what is your twitter it's churros and it's spelled c-h-u-r-r-o-z righty and i am at underscore brandon underscore so that is b-r-a-n-d-e-n and then you know underscore beginning in the end of that and then you guys can always remember to follow at kh union that is kingdom hearts union's official twitter and then now also, uh, Churro obviously will also be posting on at uh, KHLTomania. So definitely follow all our Twitters if you want to stay up to date on all the awesome live E3 news. We'll be reacting to whatever we find and posting anything that we find that's super cool that you need to know about. So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps that up. And as always, you know, you guys can subscribe to the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast on the iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we are number one. And, number and one. You can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com/slash KHUnionVids, or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, and their Twitter at KHUltimania. Sounds good. And remember, as always, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. And, of course, you can send your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com if you want them answered. So, I think it's goodbye time, Churro. All right. Goodbye, guys. Um, I'll definitely keep you informed at E3, so uh, make sure to follow us and uh, keep up to date. Yep. Can't wait for that. So, I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.